Hey, this is Greg Grunberg, a.k.a. your favorite Star Wars character, Snap Wexley, and you are right where you need to be listening to yet another amazing episode of the Black Squadron podcast. Welcome back to the Black Squadron Podcast, episode 54. We have done this 54 times. Actually, we've done it a lot more than 54. Just You guys just don't know that. <laughs> uh, I'm BP, a.k.a. the Bro Dameron. Let's go Bro Dameron today. Joined by, with me is, as always, Todd. How you doing, buddy? It's always always a pleasure to be here and talking Star Wars. And my homegirl, the Lord of the Sith herself, Darth Mari. What's up, guys? I'm Mari. It's been a it's been what a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks, God, which makes me so sad. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> and before we get into my usual spiel to start things off, Todd, would you like to introduce our very special guest? I can definitely do that. We are joined by Jonah Marie Macius. Hi! Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you for coming on. For those who don't know, Jonah Marie is a massive animation fan so spoilers we're talking all about star wars animation tonight on the show she's the creator of the hashtag rebels remembered over on twitter if you've been on twitter uh star wars twitter you'll probably have seen that a couple times it's a great time it's everybody just sharing what they love about star wars rebels and always gets me right in the feel so it's a it's a fantastic thing she's the co-host of the geeky bubble podcast and writes over at dork side of the force yeah. These all make me so happy. Like the dork side. When I read that in the show notes, I was like, how did I not know these exist? <laughs> <laughs> <I have> Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun website. I really love writing for it. It's really funny. I, I texted these guys during the week when I was researching stuff for the show. And every single time I pull up an article to read something about Star Wars animation, it was yours. <laughs> every time. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Well, I, I hope I helped. Yeah, you did. You did, for sure. <laughs> All right, so we got a lot planned for tonight. Uh, you, our usual stuff, our Holland headlines, the cargo hold. Uh, we're going to talk about the latest episode of The Bad Batch. We're going to talk about all about Star Wars animation, because that's why we have our very wonderful guest here. But before we get into all that, I have a little bit of news. Just a little bit. A little bit of BSP news. Um, I have been invited to speak on a Star Wars panel at awesome con uh this next month so a uh, friend of the show and star wars legend bria lavornia invited me to talk on the show and it's all about grogu and baby yoda's positive effect on the fandom so i'm super jazzed and honored to be asked to talk on a panel with bria and it's on a saturday so it's the big day so i'm jazzed <laughs> so yeah i'm excited for that if you're around for awesome con let us know i might have some goodies to give away too if you guys see me in the crowd and Say, hey, be, hey, BB, and I'll give you something. Maybe, maybe, if you're good. Mm. Um, so before we get into everything else, uh, whatever you're listening to us on, leave us a review. Super appreciative. And um, we actually, another little bit of BSP news. We just went over 1,000 followers on TikTok. We've had it for two two months. Has it been two months? I think it's been a little under two months. Yeah. That's Todd's, awesome. Yeah, Todd's crushing They're it over there. killing it, yeah. I'm, I'm over there throwing it back for, uh, for Star Wars TikTok <laughs> likes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah we're having a ton of fun with that and uh thank you everybody who's followed us and hopefully we get some new listeners out of it and welcome without further ado let's hop into the hollow net headlines 
Okay, so to kick things off, Star Wars Visions had a panel at Anime Expo Light. Uh, I unfortunately was not able to catch the live panel, but I heard, saw all the recap and everything. It Visions looks like it's going to be phenomenal. So to run through a couple of things that were uh, revealed during this panel, Studio Colorido is developing Tatooine Rhapsody, which is described as a Star Wars rock opera featuring Jabba, Boba Fett, and more, which I... I this makes know. me so happy. <laughs> I, I saw Star Wars rock opera, and then of course I saw Boba Fett. So I was like, "This is everything I, I could have hoped for." Yeah, it's, it's, you had me at Boba Fett, but Star Wars rock opera. I that's I don't where know they what had to, me. Star yeah. Wars rock opera. I don't even care who's in it. I, I needed in my life. How did I not know I needed this in my life? Tatooine <laughs> Rhapsody. What? Uh, also, Studio Trigger is developing The Twins, which is a story about a brother and sister inspired by Luke and Leia, but one struggles with the dark side. So a little bit of that Star Wars uh, alternate universe vibes kind of going on. Mm-hmm. They're also developing The Elder, which is about a master and apprentice facing an unknown enemy. Production IG is developing The Ninth Jedi, which tells the story of a time when Jedi were only legends and follows the daughter of a Jedi lightsaber smith, Science Saru is developing T-O-B-1 or 2-B-1. I don't know. Uh, Toby. Exactly. Toby. <laughs> Toby, yeah. Toby. I didn't even put that together until now. Which is, about, which is about a droid who dreams of becoming a Jedi. Don't we all? They're, all, they're also developing a show called Akakiri. Uh, Kinema Citrus is developing The Village Bride. Gino Studio is developing Lop and Ocho. Ako, however you pronounce that. And then Kamikaze Duja is developing The Duel. So lots of goodness coming from this. I, I'm a lot more excited about Visions now, and it's Star Wars animation, so it's kind of right on par with, uh, with the topic for tonight. And all of this is going to be on Disney Plus September 22nd. So what are, your, uh, what are you guys all, how did you feel? Did you catch the panel? I know, Jenna Marie, I'm sure you were watching this and, and enjoying every second of it. Yeah, although my internet cut out halfway and I thought, no, I wanted to see the rest of this. But the Toby, the Toby one looks like it's just going to hit me right in the chest. Like, I know it. <laughs> Always a soft spot for a, a good droid story. You know, who wants to be a Jedi? And they, you know, they can't, essentially. But they could be a Jedi in other ways, you know, being selfless. So Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and some more news, a little Visions adjacent news. Star Wars Ronin, we got a little bit more info on. We got the cover, which looks so amazing. So it's good. Like a, yeah, I, if you have not checked out this cover yet, definitely head over to StarWars.com. Check it out. It is gorgeous. I think Del Rey also tweeted out a picture of the cover. Phenomenal, phenomenal looking cover. But the Visions novel is coming out October 12th, and it will expand upon the world of The Duel. So one of those shows that uh, was announced during the Visions panel. It'll be telling a little bit about uh, in that same uh, world. It's telling the story of a former unnamed Sith known only as Ronin, which is another word for a wandering samurai, as he travels the galaxy. So it's nice to see we're getting a little bit of some light side stories, a little dark side story. I, I didn't know what to expect with, with this one either. This is another one that I, I remember when they announced it. And I was like, what? What could they do with this? Is it going to be like a direct tie into the the show? Which I guess now it sounds like it's uh, it's going that way. I, I yes, <laughs> I had no idea what to expect, and I didn't see the panel. But I my, my first introduction to it was the cover, and I, it stopped me from scrolling. I was like, "Holy smokes, this is incredible!" And then I read the, the article, and I was like, "Okay, all right." Yeah, when you posted it in the chat, I was like, "Oh, 
oh yeah that's that's like an immediate like i need that please and thank you it'd be cool (laughs) if they released something along the lines of a manga like i think that would be fitting for the series itself too I wonder if it's only a matter of time at the, at this rate, kind of release all these uh, episodes out for Visions and then see which ones kind of pick up fan favorites, who, like, if we get more Toby and get a Toby manga or something like that. That would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'd already do Toby that. fangirl, yes! I'm a sucker for a good droid story, so I would not be opposed to uh, <laughs> seeing a manga w- about Toby. Uh, and then wrap up Holonet headlines. Uh, Book of Boba Fett got some news. So Timora Morrison did an interview with the Daily Express where he basically confirmed some, maybe all of the directors, but definitely some of the directors that did episodes for Book of Boba Fett. So we already know that Robert Rodriguez was uh, directing an episode or episodes. We also have John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and Bryce Dallas Howard all were directing some episode or episodes. I'm really excited to see Bryce's back because oh, I've, I've loved her episodes in Mando. So I hope give her something, give her a movie, give her, give her all the star Wars because she, she's done some really cool stories and I'm just excited to see, see more. They did uh, not confirm that season two is happening. So one thing he said is <laughs> he's like, well, we're not going to say flat out that season two of book of Boba Fett's happening, even though some of the crew merch that's come out is kind of, uh, indicated a little otherwise, but they're uh, testing the waters to see how fans react. Which yeah, let's see how the Boba Fett show does. Yeah, it's a little show that could. <laughs> it's it's got a real uphill battle. It sounds like yeah. And then Brendan Wayne did an interview with Star Wars Sessions podcast, and he said that the book of Boba Fett will be grittier. He also said it's going to be all killer, no filler. So. That makes sense. I, I imagine that they were going to go a little darker with Boba Fett. The comic version of Boba Fett has been off the rails, dark and gritty. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's listening who doesn't know who Brennan Wayne is, he is the Mandalorian in the suit. Uh, him and one other guy. Fun fact, he's also the grandson of John Wayne. If you didn't know that, now you do. I think Brendan does a lot of like the shooting uh, stunt double scenes. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, John Wayne was, you know, famous. John famous Wayne. gunslinger <laughs> he was john wayne <laughs> yeah he was john wayne i, I mean you guys know i'm super excited I've, I've got it on right now actually so <laughs> this is this is like my dream show i thought mando was going to be my dream show and then once they brought boba back in season two and announced book of boba fett i'm like this is this is what i've always wanted since my childhood so this is this is gonna be my 3 a.m wednesdays now it sounds like routine Hey, now you can take Wednesday off every week. <laughs> I, uh, I've got so many vacation days that I have to burn off that I might actually like just bank yeah. them all and save them for Book of Boba Fett season. But that's all I got for the Holonet headline. So I'm going to toss it over to UBP for the cargo hold. Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. The Cargo Hold segment is brought to you by Skyward Fun Supply. Skyward Fun Supply was born from a love of two things, Star Wars and the hobby of figure and toy collecting. They are a company that truly knows how fun the hobby of action figure and toy collecting is because they are collectors too, with over 30 years of experience in the hobby. Every item from Skyward Fun Supply is guaranteed to be in mint condition. Head over to www.skywardfunsupply.com 
and use code BSP10 to save 10%. All right, holy toy news, Batman. We get an onslaught of toy news this week. Jeez Louise. Uh, but before we get into that, we'll do our usual deal. What did we pick up this week? Um, I'll start first so everyone can get a feel of what we're talking about here. Um, I picked up two copies of the Han Solo Icons book. It's a massive coffee table hardcover. Got it from Ollie's, uh, the outlet store, for six, seven bucks each. Pretty excited about that. I also picked up the Star Wars Volume 4 from the 2015 run uh, at the same store in the Han Solo miniseries graphic novel. Um, it's just one volume, which I love personally because it's Mark Brooks art, and I am a massive Mark Brooks fan. So. Um, did you guys pick up anything this week, Star Wars related? Anybody? I'll go last because I always seem to have <laughs> the the laundry list of stuff. Mari, did you get anything this week? Um, I got it last week, but since I didn't do the show, like I'll talk about it now. Um, I have a Jawa Build-A-Bear on its way. Uh, I cannot be more excited about this one. I kind of <laughs> went back and forth on whether I should get it, but it was... It was just so cute. Like, <laughs> like I almost needed to to put like, like I needed it. Um, well, and it it does the sounds too. It's got the like yeah. the utini and the blaster sound. And a, a friend of mine got hers already, and she said after one use, the sound thing died. Oh, so now I'm kind of like, oh no, like please don't let that be the case for like oh, a lot wow. of them. So I don't know what I don't know if she was like contacted them or anything like that but based off the speed that todd got his build-a-bear item i think they built it in the parking lot in his apartment <laughs> and hand delivered it within like 30 minutes i <laughs> it was like it was it went up for pre-order and then todd was like hey i got this <laughs> I, I actually have a direct line to build-a-bear because <laughs> i work for build-a-bear no. build actually <laughs> i just casually have like an extension on my apartment where i just build all of these things yeah. for everybody <laughs> Um, and then I have a stack of comic books now. I, I picked up War of the Bounty Hunters, although I think there's a new one that I don't have. Um, and I also, I picked up, oh, I picked up, like, a, just a bunch of, like, back issue stuff that I get to go through and just have a field day in. So I'm, I'm finally diving into the world of Star Wars comic books, and it's a dangerous, dangerous, deep, <clears throat> not Welcome. <laughs> I was going to say BP's guy. He's the comic book guy. So he, yeah. <laughs> he'll embrace you with open arms. I think I have like 300 copies of some sort of Star Wars comic at this point. Like it's bananas. I need to get all the High Republic ones because, yeah, I'd like to read those. They're good. Yeah. Very, very good. But that's, that's all I've got. Jenna Marie, did you uh, pick up anything, get anything fun? I did. I got the Lothcat Build-A-Bear because I had to add it to my little collection of Lothcats and Tukas, which is growing every day. And yeah, I just it's super adorable. I actually hugged it when I, when I pulled it out of the box. And I'm so happy that it's in my arms. No, well, not right now, but in my home. <laughs> you just actually have it like sitting in your lap all, all the time. <laughs> but yeah, I, that was my it's now one of my favorite possessions. <laughs> very nice i also got the lothcat as as the bp was saying i got it in i think two days after i ordered it which i was stunned because i think i was waiting on a couple other packages to arrive and i was like oh this is one of the other things i opened and then i opened it up and it was like this stuffed animal and i couldn't see that it was the lothcat at first 
was like, man, someone scammed me and they gave me a teddy bear instead. I was like, oh, wait, no, I, I ordered this. This is okay. This is this. I have a problem. It's fine. So I got that. Um, it's fantastic. I, I love everything about it. It's the cutest little. I didn't get the one that does sounds <laughs> because I have the the child Build-A-Bear that does the Mandalorian theme. If this had done the Rebels theme, I would have 100% gotten the sound because oh my gosh, yeah. we, we need more Rebels. Level. Even though it, like, the, like, the way it looks, looks more like the Rebels yeah. animation yeah. than 100%. the uh, yeah. live action. So only complain about it. But other than that, it's great. I got it for my girlfriend because she's currently watching Rebels for the first time. And that's been the most fun ever is watching her. So like she's gotten at least like she knows who Heron Chopper are. So spoilers for Bad Batch when we talk about that. But when she saw Chopper today, she like <laughs> lost her mind and like immediately started doing like the Chopper hands and <laughs> running around the house. It's it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, she saw. I was telling. I think it was last week. I told BP this, but when we were watching, like I first showed her Rebels and. The first like five seconds that she saw Chopper, she's like, "I want a tattoo of him." I was like, "Well, this yes! is this is good. This is fine. This is." I was like, "When we go to celebration, we'll find someone and you can get your Chopper tattoo. It's all great." It's funny. Um, Todd, Todd watches it with her, and he's wearing a cloak over his half his face. He's just going, "Goo." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just palpitating the whole. I'm actually like pulling the strings of it all. It's fine. It's great. It's a loving relationship. So I got that. I got this really cool nameplate from hondo supply so it's uh endor theme kind of looks like the ones that they have at galaxy's edge which i still haven't seen because i haven't been to galaxy's edge sadly um but then my name is spelled out and it kind of looks like it's arabesh really cool love that gonna wear that to like cons and whatever celebration just so people can uh (laughs) i should have got my twitter handle because i feel like that's the best way to identify people (laughs) at celebration it's like i know you but from where what's what's your what's your online name it's fine you Uh, have black squadron shirts on people will know i've actually shouted people's twitter names when i saw them (laughs) because that's how i identify them (laughs) It's, it's just it's easier than uh trying to remember it's like what's your real name hold on i know you're online and that's that's we'll go with that one <laughs> uh and then the last two things i got i, I got the vintage collection Endor leia i ended up having to go with ebay for that because mine <laughs> was not delivered by walmart and sad so when i listened to that part of the, the episode i was like those are you oh, yeah, man. That just come remind- on that just reminded me i found a tiktok i sent it to todd i think Someone got their the indoor Leia vintage collection from Walmart, but the package was very small. They folded the card over and over, like origami, and put it in like a tiny envelope and mailed it. Oh so. no! It's, <laughs> it's those those wonderful retailer exclusives really really break the soul every now and then. And then, so I got that finally, and then I'll probably go try and hunt down the rest of them in a physical Walmart, so I don't have to keep going to eBay. The last thing I got was the bait exclusive Boba Fett Funko Pop, the Kenner color one. So I got it's funny because I got ended up getting two of them. So I ordered one through bait and because they did some lottery or something like that. And then I had another one on pre-order and I forgot I had the other one on pre-order. So they both arrived. I was like, well, I guess I, uh, <laughs> I'm back in the Funko game, even though I'm trying to desperately get out. I got a shipping notification for for one of mine and I was like. And here goes another little piece of my soul to the Funko <laughs> Lords. Like, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out where to put all my Funkos because I, I put them away finally. And now I'm like, oh, I, I need to get these back out at some point. And I don't know where. So it's fun. It's the it's the, the collector struggle in me. It's, it's a yep. great time. 
all of mine are at work. I need to bring them back, like bring them home. I just don't have anywhere at home to put them. <laughs> well, and it's it's even worse because I'm sure BP, you'll talk about all of this, but all the stuff that's been announced is eating away at my wallet right now. <laughs> Dude, they're crushing it right now. But before I get into that, I forgot one other thing I got. Black Squadron Podcast Backpacks. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> so Todd and I are doing a comic show this weekend that Miss Darth Mari has helped plan. Um, so we'll be there this weekend. If you guys see us, say hey. And uh, we're going to another con that we'll tell you about later. That's a little further away from home. We're going on the road, if you will. We're taking the show on the road. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got a ton of toy news this week. And Jiminy Crickets, what a, I woke up to this one uh, a couple days ago. 2021 Toy Fair exclusive 1-6 scale Hot Toys the Armorer. Holy Christmas is this thing sweet. Have you guys seen this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a oh uh, spoiler. It's the BSP figure of the week on our website. <laughs> it's killer. Uh, every piece, every just inch of this figure just screams amazing. Um, I'm trying so hard not to order it. <laughs> <laughs> you have what? Two figures on pre-order right now? Yep. Or at least one. I had two. Um, and God only knows when they'll actually show up. I know I have two that are coming around the same time and I'm like, my well. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's not Look at all money. my fault. I don't. I don't at it's all enable this. One hundred percent Todd's fault. <laughs> I'm a horrible influence. What can I say? <laughs> I just sit on the couch, clutching my dinger and hot toy, just to justify <laughs> the fact that I bought it. Uh, speaking of din, a uh, couple people have noted that Target is selling the Mandalorian, aka Dinjarin. Thermos branded lunch bags that has den on the front of it and then a bunch of random Mandalorian helmets around the side of it. Pretty cool. If you need a thermos lunch pail, there you go. Um, also, Target also has a new Star Wars backpack that has the best way I can describe it is vintage arcade style artwork of like the Millennium Falcon, the Death Star, X Wings, kind of asteroids style. Um, it looks pretty interesting. I would I'd probably buy it if I didn't have this sweet new. BSP backpack. Um, I generally try not to talk about leaks and things, but this one I thought was pretty cool and I wanted to share it. So Lego, courtesy of Crimson Dawn Collectibles on Instagram, um, there was a leaked picture of the Mandalorian Forge set. So the armorer's little area that she had <laughs> comes with her entire office, if you will. The armorer, Din Djarin, and the heavy Mando. No idea when this will be confirmed or when it will be available, but it, just keep that on your, your radar. Uh, speaking of Lego, this one is confirmed. 2021 Lego Advent Calendar, and it is the Mandalorian themed this year. And it does come with an exclusive dingering wearing a pretty red scarf and a little baby Grogu and a red sweater slash jumper for our English friends. Um, Todd will get this. <laughs> I was going to say that's such a Todd thing. Yep. <laughs> I, I have... I think two Lego Grogu's that are like this tall. They're the oh tiniest Legos ever. And then I have the like Grogu, not life size Lego set, but the larger Grogu Lego set that my girlfriend got me for either my birthday or Christmas or something. And now I'm going to get this. So I'm just building a small Lego Grogu <laughs> army at this point. Uh, last week's episode of the cargo hold was heavy on gentle giant. And apparently they're just determined to bankrupt us with more <laughs> uh, announcements this past week so these are all premier guild member exclusive so this is a program you have to sign up for and i believe pay for through gentle giant um so they are hitting us with a one seventh scale not one six one seven 
uh, concept stormtrooper statues to the Rob McQuarrie artwork style. I love these. The Jumbo Kenner Han Solo Stormtrooper disguise figure. I love the Jumbo Kenners. I'm jazzed for this one. Spaghetti Rook from Return of the Jedi, one-sixth scale mini bust. And a Ben Kenobi from A New Hope, one-sixth scale mini bust. They all look amazing. If you guys haven't had a chance to see these yet, definitely check them out because they are gorgeous. For some reason, I'm not a big bust person. So, like, they don't, like, they're beautiful, but they don't particularly peak my interest. I only have one, and I don't know where it is. It's Poe Dameron, of course, but I don't... Of course. It's it's somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) It's above me and there. Yeah, I have two pre-ordered Gentle Giant busts that I'm also worried about (laughs) when it comes to paying when the time comes. Yours are the Rebels ones, right? You have the Sabine and... Do you have Kanan too on pre-order? Kanan I have on pre-order and Captain Rex I have on pre-order. Sabine gotcha. is already here Actually, at home. Okay. You're the perfect <laughs> person to show this to, and I'm sorry to get off track a little bit, but I make custom toys and I made this. Oh, wow. That's so neat. A custom Kanan Jarrus pop. That's awesome. This is, the one, the, uh... this is the one I always wanted and they never made it. They never made it. So I found a Kanan pop at a um, outlet store, Ross. And it was like three bucks. I was like, okay, I can ruin a $3 pop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he's super heavy because this is um, epoxy sculpt. Oh, got it. Without the stand, he doesn't stand up by himself. But yeah, but here he is. (laughs) That's so cool. All right. What else do we have? Oh, our friends over at Yak Face. What's up, Jason? Uh, Toy Box is giving us some more things. Toy Box is the... um, I don't remember what these are called, but the video game thing they made. Do you guys remember what these were called? Oh, um, I had it. They're like animation. Oh, Disney Infinity? Infinity. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So Toy Box looks exactly like those to me. I don't think they have the same deal, but it looks like those. But they announced Ahsoka and Captain Rex set. And these are Disney Store exclusives. But the reason why I'm particularly talking about this, I love Ahsoka, I love Rex. But the back of the package revealed... My boy Wrecker is also getting one of these figures. So I'll have to get that. (laughs) And I know everybody's been waiting for me to talk about it, but we're finally getting some new Star Wars soap. (laughs) This is the one I'm most excited about. Uh, Dr. Squatch? I don't don't even know if I'm saying that right, because I've never heard of it. It's all natural soap. Uh, So they've teamed with Star Wars for a limited edition box set of four soaps. All are based on classic characters. So we're getting Yoda, Obi-Wan, Darth Vader, and Darth Maul. The names are hilarious. The Yoda soap is the Wisdom Wash. The Obi-Wan is the Only Hope soap. The Vader is the Dark Side Scrub. And the Maul is the Ruthless Rinse. I think Darth Maul's is my favorite. Yep, same. It sounds riveting. Like, that's an exciting experience right there in the shower. You're so confused. I'm just going, ah! <laughs> Could you imagine, like, if you have a kid, go use the, uh, go wash yourself up with the ruthless rinse. <laughs> right, so like I'm a- just ref- referring to all soaps from now on. I'm using the ruthless rinse. Thank you. It's actually, it is literally a box set. The box actually is really cool. It's got some good artwork on it of the four characters. Um, it's available exclusively at Dr. Squatch, Squatch, Squatch.com, D-R-S-Q-U-A-T-H-T-C-H, sorry, dot com. And it starts July 11th. So yeah, natural soap coming at you, folks. 
Uh, and then a couple more things. Mission, more mission fleet. I got to tell you, I'm shocked that this line is continuing. Um, just because every time I go to Target, that's all they have is mission fleet. Someone clearly digging them. Uh, Luke Skywalker and Grogu, which I would assume is with Red 5, the X-Wing. I, right? Um, and getting a younger Ahsoka Tana with her Jedi Starfighter. It's such a cool name, Starfighter. They keep pumping out these mission fleets. They do. Um, it's it's kind of hard to keep up with. <laughs> All right, and then to wrap up the cargo hold, today Hasbro decided to just go ham and, and announce a couple Hasbro PulseCon. There's no date for this as of yet for the con. You can go to their website and sign up for a notification for when they let us know. But we're getting a Black Series Power of the Force Cantina Showdown playset uh, inspired by the scene from A New Hope. It comes with Obi-Wan, or I guess at that time, Ben Kenobi, Ponda Baba, and um, Dr. Everson. Everson, yeah, I'm totally blanking on their names. So this <clears> thing is actually quite expensive. Um, what was it, Todd? Like, one... like 109 or something like that is what the leaked price was, or whoever posted the rumored prices of it. 105. Five Lothcats with that. Yeah, uh, I was going to say... <laughs> Why, why, why buy one Black Series set when you can have an army of Lothcats? Uh, so yeah, 105 bucks. This is exclusively Hasbro Pulse, um, so I'm sure it's going to be an absolute nightmare to get. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing them on eBay for six, seven hundred dollars. Um, next up, we're also getting from the same exact place the Vintage Collection Emperor Throne Room playset. Uh, comes with the classic TVC uh, box art. The bo- honestly, I love this just for the box art. <laughs> And I would buy it 100% for the box art. And I might. Uh, so that's only 32 bucks. So if you get lucky and you win this, or <laughs> win, <laughs> you were able to buy this. And then last but not least, we are getting a, I did not see this coming, a Trapper Wolf figure, which is very exciting. It's in the awesome packaging like the Cad Bane and the Captain Rex and the Thrawn from years ago. So and the the armor also had the same. And the armor, very, yeah, thank you. This one is only twenty seven dollars. So I don't even know what to do. Like, I, this, this is, is going to go so incredibly fast. It's not even funny because oh, they, yeah. they did they did something for George too, right? They did like a George Lucas stormtrooper in disguise. Yeah. So it's kind of. I, I think it's funny that we've got the George action figure and now we have the Dave action figure. It's the the famous George line is like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah, <laughs> the master has become or the apprentice has become the toy master now. <laughs> I it's it's great. I'm so happy that we're getting this figure of Dave for just what he's done for Star Wars in general is just I would say unparalleled. But him and George, <laughs> uh, obviously George is a, a little bit of a hand up on him. But again, twenty seven bucks. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to add two to the cart and buy and i'm going to encourage todd to do the same so maybe we can get one of us can get lucky <laughs> if you uh, said if you send like when it goes live send me whatever and I, i'll like i will hop on that train i'll be it. pressing uh <laughs> f5 on my keyboard for 20, <laughs> 20 minutes prior hoping to get through it's going to be rough i think all of these are hasbro pulse exclusives mm-hmm. and anytime like was it the cad bane sold out in like seconds yeah the armor exclusive sold out in seconds like these are going to be hard to get i have a feeling which is a shame because dave filoni figure like the the the, the demand is there for the trapper wolf figure <laughs> i'm just glad todd and i live so close together so we can just hold each other and sob afterwards when we don't get it 
Um, but that's gonna do it for this week at Cargo Hold. Let's uh let's talk about the Bad Batch report, yeah? The cavalry has arrived. Right off the bat, let's uh let's talk just some initial thoughts. Uh BP, we'll start with you. What did you think of this week's episode? I, I don't know. <laughs> um I, I I enjoyed it because I've enjoyed them all thus far. Um it was cool to see some characters we haven't seen in a while. I love that Crosshair is starting to morph into Wrecker, his looks. <laughs> with the banged up face and bald head. Uh, yeah, I, I, I very much enjoyed it. What about you guys? Jenna Marie, what about you? What did you, uh, what did you think of this week's episode? Well, I was pretty much just screaming when I saw the, uh, rebels, uh, references start popping up, especially with the Hera's mom popping up. Like that's something I've always wanted to see. Um, not just as a painting. So I was happy to see her. The, my one critique, though, is that there wasn't enough Bad Batch in there. And so uh, I, I think that they were second to the story when it's their story and we're supposed to be following them. And uh, I, I wish we could have gotten more of them. But for what it was, I very much enjoyed it. And I am looking forward to the follow up in, in next week's episode. It was definitely like I remember as soon as the episode happened and I heard Sindula, I was like, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. What are they doing here? And then I saw them cut to a little arm sticking up, like scouting out the, uh, was it the refinery? And then I was like, wait, hold on. And then I saw young Hera, which the fact that we've gotten Caleb Doom and a young Hera, so fantastic because obviously we know how that story unfolds and, and all the sadness and happiness that goes along with it. Uh, and then seeing Chopper, and like I like I said, you know, my girlfriend lost her mind. I lost my mind. I think we both just started like doing the Chopper, like <laughs> arms waving in the air, <laughs> peas in a pod kind of mentality. So this was, I love this episode. I do agree with you though that it was a very light Bad Batch episode for the Bad Batch show. It was like the the Bad Batch were like, all right, we're here to drop off some stuff, and then. All right, out. peace out. They, <laughs> we got to go back to Sid. We go go back to the boss lady before she starts yelling at us. They made it, is, it is cool to see it from the other side of their mission because usually they just drop in in the middle of something and then we have to catch up with what's going on. So here we got to see sort of like the behind the scenes before they, you know, they come into the picture. But yeah, <laughs> a little bit more would have been great. <laughs> now, the way the episode sort of leaves off do you think that they'll kind of do similar to what clone wars does and and make this like a multi-arc episode where the bad batch will still be close by and maybe they get called in to help out or maybe the next episode will be a little more bad batch heavy with uh what's going on over on uh with 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 Cham Syndulla and, and Hera's mother and all of them right yeah the, i know the episode that comes after next week's episode is called infested and i feel like that's going to jump away from the whole ryloth situation but they could pick it up right from ryloth and then move on from there they've been really good at you know uh jumping in from one episode to the other and doing that very seamlessly also can we talk about how like gorgeous this episode was like all all the the recent episodes like all of them have been beautiful but i feel like anytime we see uh ryloth or, or you know jam or, or anything it's just gorgeous and, and and love seeing all of that there was a section or a section a scene where when they're landing to meet the bad batch and there's like the planet behind them and the planet behind that 
I was never more angry that I couldn't screenshot on my phone Disney Plus in my life because I wanted that for a background like hard. <laughs> they, they really said, uh, sorry, you can't pirate this scene, even though yeah. it looks gorgeous. They've been like everything like there are scenes in this this entire show thus far that don't look like animation. They they look like real live action. Thing. It's bananas to think about. Yeah, this it was fun. It's, this does my only critique of this still is it, it feel like we're getting a lot of familiar still with this show, which isn't always a bad thing. And it definitely like serves its purpose. And I loved seeing sort of the, the transition from the Republic to the Empire. And that's one thing I've really enjoyed throughout most of the show is is we see whole planets basically being like, OK, well, the Empire is here for good. And we trusted the Republic. The Empire is an extension of the Republic. You know, they're they're not going to do what's against our best interests. And, and seeing um, Cham struggle with justifying sort of the empires. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to take, like either get in line or go yeah. away. <laughs> so he so desperately wants peace, but at what cost? Yeah, exactly. It's he's so tired of fighting that he doesn't, I guess it, it almost blinds him to what actually is, is the empire's true intentions on Ryloth. I can't believe they were just immediately awful. Like, there was like no buffer. They're just zero to awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we're seeing Admiral Rampart again, too, which you know, I feel like him, Crosshair being Crosshair. Bald feel, Crosshair. Bald Crosshair. <laughs> as soon as I was like, it took me a second. I was like, wait a minute. what Crosshair, did you get a haircut? Did something change about you? He's just cross now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No hair. No hair. <laughs> <laughs> he is becoming more like Wrecker, though. He's got like half of his head from the uh, the Ion engine, just absolutely turning him into uh, Anakin Skywalker. He wishes he was like Wrecker. <laughs> your sweet baby boy record <laughs> i love seeing the uh relationship between hera and omega too that was omega. so cute well and it's just like obviously when we see hera in rebel she's you know a seasoned pilot and can hold her own in a, in a space battle and seeing sort of a young version of of that and not really having those piloting skills and, and just desperately wanting to be a pilot and then Omega being like, oh, yeah, casually like this is this, this is this. And this is where I sleep. And yeah, sometimes she... we shoot people from it. But it's also where I sleep. She was flexing hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope at some point we see more Hera and Omega in, in one way or another, either in, you know, another show or a, a Rebels sequel at some point or, or something where we just see that that relationship again at, at, from an older point of view. Right. I'm hopeful. I mean, we saw Hera as an adult. We saw her as a child. And I'm hopeful that with Omega, we're seeing Omega now that we might see Omega as an adult later on in some uh, series here or there. But it'll be interesting to, to see that. Well, and we have future seasons of The Bad Batch are probably coming out. I, I'd be curious to see if they do any time jumping or anything like that. We kind of get older Omega throughout. Uh, and I guess the Bad Batch will be even older <laughs> Bad Batch and they become more like old Rex. So you got old like Hunter, Hunter still with his, his bandana, but instead of having his long locks, they're silver long locks and he becomes a, a steel fox. Are we 100% certain? Are we 100% certain that that bandana comes off? That's not actually a part of him? 
Okay, we've we've gone over this. I'm <laughs> I'm convinced it's implanted on his head. Like I am fully convinced that his like alterations or his augmentations, it's just the bandana. Everything yeah. everything is the bandana. He'll be <laughs> undercover in the bandana. He'll he be came out of his... the tube with the bandana. Yeah. yeah. They're like, all right, you're the Rambo one. We got to make sure that everybody knows it. So you get a bandana from birth. <laughs> a baby, like, clone hunter. And it's like, like Lion King, instead of doing the little, like, thing on the head with the, the fruit, it's with the bandana. <laughs> it's not like he doesn't have his face tattooed, but we got to keep the bandana. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully at some point they get some more discreet clothing, some discreet uh, armor so they don't stand out like a sore thumb. They still stand oh, out man. like a sore thumb on everything they do. I really hope there's a scene where they're in like a, some sort of firefight and Hunter's bandana gets knocked off and that just sets him off. <laughs> he just loses his mind and takes like a whole battalion down or something just because I'm- the bandana came off. I'm sure he'll do something where it's uh, the passing of the bandana and he'll like give the bandana to Omega or something. He's, he's bald under it though. Cause like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's, since it's always on, like the hair can't grow. Yep. It's just, so just going to have this ridiculous line. <laughs> or a tan line. He'll yeah. have a tan line. Right? <laughs> he'll be a reverse fryer. <laughs> That's the reason he can't take it off because he knows that he has a major yeah. tan line there, so he he's, has to just commit. He's super self-conscious on, about it. Only on half his face, though, because he does have that, that face yeah. tattoo. Yeah, yeah. So it looks no, even weirder. No, 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 no. They tattooed around that. <laughs> that's <man. laughs> that's 100%. Just If he ever took it off, there would be just a slight blank spot where they're yeah. like, going with a Sharpie and like scribble it in or something. They were like, okay, we gotta, we gotta get under there. No. He's like, are you sure? He's like, just do it. I I mean, I've I've said it before. You know, when this show was first announced, I was definitely not super jazzed about it. And I've, I've, it's, it's definitely become one of my favorite things Fridays to, to wake up and, and see it. And I always seem to get stuff like spoiled for me though, which is driving me nuts. Like the, even the chopper thing, I, I like, open my phone in and one of the discords I'm in, someone was like, Chopper's back. I was like, well, I guess that's <laughs> happening. That's fine. That's a thing. It's uh, yeah, I, I love seeing Chopper though. More Chopper. Just give Chopper a series. Oh, yeah. if we get like Chopper and like Toby and uh, Clink or what if we get Chopper and Clink? The adventures of Chopper and Clink. That would be so amazing. <laughs> Clink has to ride Chopper to get around. <laughs> yeah. There's more droids. More droids is all we need. They could just redo droids. Yeah, exactly. Well, they've got Gonky too. Uh, Wrecker's personal weightlifting <laughs> droid that he does curls with. So. so speaking of Star Wars animation, let's just hop right into the main topic of the evening or day or whenever you listen to this, is which is Star Wars animation. That's why we brought on Jenna Marie, because she's the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about not... Uh, we're going to talk about Star Wars animation, but I purposely left off Lego stuff because i feel like it's there's so much we could could, that could be its own episode um so here's a a quick list of what is available to us at the moment so we have droids from 85 to 87 ewoks 85 to 87 the clone wars from 2008 to 2020 rebels 2014 to 2018 resistance 2018 to 2020 the bad batch 2021 clone wars 2003 2005 Star Wars Galaxies of Adventures, and then you have Tarkovsky's 
Clone Wars movie. Can we talk for a second about how hard Star Wars went in 85 with the droids and Ewoks intro music, their theme song? I <laughs> The Ewoks theme song by itself, I get, because they literally just say Ewoks over and over again. So it's Star Wars-ish. I watched a couple episodes of droids yesterday. Their theme song has nothing to do with Star Wars. It's just like an <laughs> 80s pop song. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's just Star Wars adjacent. They're like, all right, we, we don't need good cinematic Star Wars music for this. We just need something to draw people in. Yeah, I feel I, like that was the thing, though, in the 80s and 90s. Like You just had to have a killer intro. <laughs> it didn't matter if it matched what the show was about. It just yeah. had to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, if I was honestly, I haven't watched the droids in... 15 years so when I, I put it on my phone while i was working so when it started and that song was going i was like what in the hell did they put ads on disney plus <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's the theme song they just they just came in hard 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 so i guess jump right what what drew you to star wars animation yeah so star wars animation drew me in mainly because I was a student coming out of college and I just had nothing to do with my life and <laughs> I just I was just so lost and then when I saw the commercial for Star Wars the Clone Wars I thought this looks amazing and the fact that they had Ahsoka as Anakin's Padawan I was like I don't remember that from the movies how how are they going to fit this in and just that alone brought me into the Star Wars animated shows and just the fact that they seem to be limitless in what they can do. They can do so many things that I feel live action is often limited by. And I just always applaud them for pushing the envelope and things like resistance and the Bad Batch are, are, are the reasons why I keep watching Star Wars because I feel like the Star Wars animated shows really uh, encompass what I love most about Star Wars. I 100% agree. <laughs> it's so cool to be able to see these things that we can't, we haven't seen in, in movies yet. Like just some space battles that look so effortless because they're so easily drawn. Uh, and same with like the way the force is used or the, how droids interact. Like how amazing is Chopper? Like everyone loves Chopper. Um, I do think we're going to get to that point at some point in live action. I think the Mandalorian is proving that, but uh Exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think live action will ever quite get to what animation can do, though. Obviously, you know, live action has the physical restraints that animation doesn't necessarily have. They can go crazy in animation because there's no physical limitations. There's just what computer hardware and, and um, budgets. Yeah, budgets. Can, <laughs> budgets are the biggest restriction. Well, I guess that is for live action, too. Yeah, they um, probably can't afford to send us a space. You know, <laughs> make it draw. We can draw the space. You know? <laughs> um, but also, just animation's always done sort of the, I guess, the more crazier for stuff. I mean, look at World Between Worlds and, and Rebels. I, I, you know, that's something that I don't think they would have ever tried to first introduce in live action just because it would confuse people or it's just such a, it's, it's such, it feels so George, like something like the World Between Worlds is such a George like concept. It's very Star Warsy, and I don't know if that's something that they would have necessarily introduced in live action. I think stuff like that will always have a special place in animation because they have a little more freedom. I feel in animation. Uh, yes. What I think I know this, but what is your favorite series, Jim Marie? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as much as I love The Bad Batch, because The Bad Batch has been consistently amazing so far. And uh, as much as I love it, I just I have to stick with Star Wars Rebels. That's my number one show. It's my absolute favorite. And I think, like how I mentioned earlier, it just captures my favorite parts of Star Wars incredibly well. And it also gave me uh, my favorite star wars character i like i just adore ezra and i just it makes me so happy every time i think about him and his journey and hopefully we'll see more of him in the future and and of course rebels also gave me my favorite memories uh star wars celebration for one being at that uh room with everyone when that season two trailer came out and you hear everyone cheering for rex when you hear rex's voice it was just i i I can still hear the screams in the back of my head. <laughs> just, just you saying that gave me chills again. Yeah. <laughs> thinking about that, thinking about that moment. What about you, Todd and Mari? What are your favorite? What's your favorite animated series right now? So, my the first series that I ever like, I can remember seeing was the Tartakovsky's Clone Wars, and I remember when Clone Wars came to Netflix was when I really like got into it and binged it. But I'm gonna have to also go with Rebels just because I I feel like. Everybody, I feel like everybody, a lot of people go to Clone Wars and a lot of people watch Clone Wars first. And that's sort of the one that like everyone's like, go watch Clone Wars. But Rebels for me, the the storyline, the character development, the impactful moments, the stuff with the Force, the stuff with the Mandalorians, you see, you know, everything with the Darksaber, which now has bigger implications because of, of where they've taken that story. Um is is just everything about it. it's beautiful it's something that you know i'll always recommend to people to watch i'm currently re-watching it with my girlfriend who's seen it for the first time and seeing her reaction to it and some of the fun whimsical things that are in it like chopper and his more criminal <laughs> self and you know allegedly. Sho- alleged- there's no allegedly he like <laughs> shoves he shoves droids off of ships without a care in the world he's like oh you helped out that's nice goodbye <laughs> He does not care. I will. I will die for Chopper. I'll die for any <laughs> droid in Star Wars, but especially Chopper. But yeah, just some of the some of the stuff that they've done, they were able to do in Rebels. The the story any points. Any droid, yeah, triple zero. <laughs> um, Rebels is just a beautiful, beautiful show, and it's something that I got into later, unfortunately. But it was it was still great to watch it and see, and and then experience all the the heartbreak and and the final season and the tears and I'm, I'm not looking forward to rewatching it. I am to a degree because it's, it's such a beautiful ending to a lot of what rebels, you know, set up and, and hopefully we see more of the, that adventure continue in one way or another, hopefully in animation. Cause I think it would, it deserves to continue on in animation, but I'm, I'm not looking forward to, you know, <laughs> seeing my girlfriend experience some of the, the heartbreaking moments that we see in, in the ending of rebels. Uh, especially to, those last couple episodes. I might have to come over for those last couple episodes. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring a box of Kleenexes and a lot of a lot of ice cream. You should capture some audio with her consent yeah. and maybe put it in the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold this phone over here real quick. Just ignore this. Act Don't naturally. Act yeah. <laughs> what about you, Mari? What's your favorite at the moment? Um, well, you guys are kind of the reason that I got into the Star Wars animated shows. I had started Clone Wars with a friend of mine, and he like wasn't super stoked on it. So we ended up not finishing it. 
And then I restarted it on my own after I we kind of started hanging out again and like me with you guys. Um, mm -hmm. And so I started watching Clone Wars and I got through that and there was just so much mall. <laughs> and that made me really happy. So I'm like Clone Wars and Rebels are so like close for me. But I have to go with Clone Wars just because I get so much of my main man. Yeah. <laughs> you still get your main man in Rebels. He's, I he's know, a little, but yeah. he's, he's, a little, he's a little further on. And, and then, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I have a very distinct memory of when Maul was first reintroduced as Spider Maul of somebody, of me trying to explain to somebody what that was. <laughs> I'm constantly having to defend it. Like the the friend who didn't want to continue watching the season, the show. Like yeah. he was like, that's not possible. He'd be dead. And I'm like, let me tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> like, but like constantly having to defend him. <laughs> Just be like, do you understand how much he hates everything? <laughs> so much hate. And he is so the, much dark side, bro. <laughs> Darth, Darth Maul is the embodiment of dark and broody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> he's literal hate. <laughs> I wonder why he's my favorite. <laughs> As she sits there with her blazing red hair, <laughs> wearing all black. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I, this is kind of a revelation for me when I when I decided that this was my favorite show, which is Rebels. Because when it first started, I was so put off by the design of the the animation, the the stormtroopers in particular. I'm a huge stormtrooper fan, so I was so put off by their design that I stopped watching it like the first season. So when the second season came, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm, this is silly. I'm gonna watch it." And then the third season, and I, that's the first time that I actually legitimately cried in star wars was watching the final couple episodes of rebels so i was like okay this is this is a net this is another level this is star wars this is great um so yeah rebels love it rips my heart of, out a lot of, a lot of rebels love on the show yeah yeah it rips it rips your heart out but damn it if it's not good it's so good <laughs> i actually I, have one of the manga there's it's it's on my floor i was trying to get it earlier it has your it has your boy on it Come here! <laughs> like, I can't get him to like stick to my stuff, but yeah, I do have one in the manga. <laughs> your, your your cat's gonna attack your foot. <laughs> I know, yeah, but yeah, okay, here he is. Hey. Yes. <laughs> I picked that up along with all those comic books. So I was like, you know what? Oh my god, Cannon looks so good in this. Did what you down? have that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my. It's actually volume one too. Holy crap! Oh. I got volume one. Like I didn't even get to look at it because I got such a like massive stack of stuff. I was so oh, desperate man. to get that that I actually ordered it from Japan, Amazon Japan, <laughs> and I was like, this, "I need this," even oh, though I can't yes. read it. Do you? I mean, where do you live? Oh no! I, and I have the English oh, version. Too. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I'll send it like, to you. Like, I'll read it real quick and send it your way. <laughs> when like it, when it first came out, I was like, I I need this. I need this for my Ezra because I have an Ezra collection <laughs> where I have like little things of Ezra that I collected over the years. It's like I I need to put that in there. <laughs> it has to be there. It's incomplete without. I I will say because I know I I threw some shade to the Clone Wars. The final season of Clone Wars. The, the the siege of mandalore arc is is still one of my favorite oh my moments 
peak it was, Star Wars. Well, it was so beautiful. The everything they did, the the fight sequences, and, and bringing in actual motion capture for that, and the visuals. It was it was gorgeous looking, and then the heartbreak at the end. I was. <laughs> And, and, and weaving sound. it with uh, Revenge of the Sith. Like, that yes. was yeah. oh, fantastic. One of my favorite things is to see people who have cut everything together. Because yeah. then it's like, all right. Well, and, and and Dave, you know, casually being like, all right, you're going to experience Order 66. And then he did it again with the Bad Batch. He's like, hope you <laughs> hope you enjoy those fresh wounds. Let's uh, reopen them. And then, yeah. he, and then they did it again with the Bad Batch. And it's just yeah. like, can you, can do, you not? Do you like salt? <laughs> Yeah. Please stop. Just stop. We can't take it. We're already dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm waving the white flag. Wait, Dave. Please, please let me be. Just every 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 single animated series they give out, they're gonna have a version where they kill another Jedi. <laughs> In Order sixty six, we get that vantage. It's, I'm a it, big it baby, is... so I cry all the time. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Well, I remember when Bad Batch first came out, I was like, no, no, they're not doing this. They are not. How dare. First off, how dare you, Dave? Secondly, <laughs> let me go get a box of Kleenexes real quick. Because I read the... I I had read the Kanan comics, so at least like I kind of knew it, but seeing it yeah. versus like seeing it in a comic, seeing it in animation was, oh boy, I, I hit different. It hit hard. Dave definitely wears cargo pants to carry all that audacity. That's for sure. <laughs> so it's in the cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. It's got a can of can of audacity underneath that cowboy hat. Ten gallons of audacity and ten gallons. <laughs> um, all right, so we got our favorite series out of the way. You, what are your favorite moments from Star Wars animation? If you had to pick, I don't know, two or three, no particular order, because that would be we'd be here all night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Gosh. I, I, again, I have to go with Rebels. I mean, just the the portrayal of the the Loth Wolves, like their involvement with the Force, the world between worlds. Uh, just at Kanan's last moments, Ezra's Oof. final moments, and just how they were exemplifying what a Jedi should be, which is someone who is selfless to the very end, and. Uh, moments just moments like that throughout the show that just leave an impact on me are my favorites. But if I just had to choose one, it's very minor, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's in in the name of the rebellion when Ezra is waving awkwardly at the uh, at either Hera and the Ghost Crew or just the uh, the the Imperials. He's just like waving his geeky hand <laughs> to everyone. And he's just so sweet and dorky. And I just, I love that moment. <laughs> so I've got a couple from Star Wars animation that are my favorite. Siege of Mandalore, both in Clone Wars, but also or, or the final season of Clone Wars, the, the last four episode arc of Siege of Mandalore, but also the whole Satine, Kenobi uh, chaos that happens where or Maul kills Satine and, and just the whole Satine Kenobi relationship. I was like, way to way to throw a little gut punch in there with, with that cold blooded kill right now. Um, But obviously, I mean, I'm a huge Mandalorian fan. Anytime I see anything Mandalorian related, it gets me excited. So the, the Mandalorian stuff in Clone Wars, I've always loved and I've gone back and rewatched countless times. The Mandalorian stuff in rebels. I love have rewatched multiple times. I think it helps build out Mandalore. Like Tar Vizsla 2D animation. Yes. Oh <laughs> yes. I hope I hope I would oh if we got something with the Mandalorian, like the the OG Mandalorian Wars, and you see Tar Vizsla and 
early dark saber stuff i would i would kill for it like that that is a, a bucket list star wars animation um <laughs> but yeah anything that builds out the the lore behind mandalore and and mandalorian culture and i think mandalorian culture itself is really interesting because it's a very patriarch or matriarchal culture it's it's really cool you know uh ursa ren is <laughs> awesome and and uh that so everything everything mandalorian is is beautiful and i love it and then uh anything chopper in rebels <laughs> anything chopper does chopper can do no wrong even when he does wrong he is the sassiest like everybody says r2 is sassy chopper is the sassiest most violent <laughs> absolute menace on society in star wars and i love him so much and yeah he's he's beautiful anything he does my like i said i think my favorite is when they have the one imperial i can't remember what episode it is but i know it's in season one uh where they have the one imperial droid helping them like kind of undercover and then at the end chopper's like oh cool like like they're all like look at this droid he helped and chopper's like yeet right off the right off the ghost and everybody's reaction is just like <gasps> like ezra's like no you did not they're all horrified. <laughs> oh and then you see a little loft cat pop up and the droid like stand up and it's like, okay, everything's fine. Like there's no there's no murder. <laughs> but yeah, Chopper Chopper gives no cares. Chopper is a, a menace and I love him. He's the most Until his battery dies out. It's yeah. gonna die out there in the grasslands of Lothal. <laughs> it's okay. We don't think about that. We just think about Chopper doing Chopper's things. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess one other moment that I just thought about. Anytime Ezra with a jetpack is also hilarious because <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. Anytime you give some, Ezra something he doesn't know what to do with, he's just like, well, together, here goes nothing. Like, <laughs> what's winning? Ensues. You know I'm going to send it. Yeah. The definition, of, the definition of full send is a Jedi. <laughs> it's so relatable because I'm pretty sure I would be the same way oh, yeah. if I had a jetpack. <laughs> you want me to do what <laughs> Fly? Oh, oh. Uh, all right. I mean, here I go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Um, for me, I Kanan's last or final moments is sticks out majorly. It's beautiful. The Ahsoka Maul fight in front of the stained glass. I love that scene. Um, and a lot of this is recent, but when in, ep- in season seven of Clone Wars, when Obi Wan and I think it's Cody are on the on the bridge and they're pinned down. And Anakin just walks in cavalierly and is just like, what's taking so long? And then he just jumps over and kills everybody. And he's what took you so long? <laughs> like, Come on, Anakin, you. Classic. Yeah. Classic Anakin. And then uh, Ahsoka, a lot of Ahsoka, Ahsoka and Rex during Order 66 together, fighting clones that we knew. Yeah. That was impactful. And then the, the scene of uh, the shot of Ahsoka hooded looking over the helmets on the posts unreal, unreal. with the music the music playing in the yeah. background too by kevin shout out to kevin kiner for oh, yeah. gorgeous heart heart pulling music that i think that that is what made the scene for me like the scene itself is is a very beautiful cinematic scene but the music that's playing i was like all right i'm gonna go sob <laughs> yeah. throughout the whole the whole scene now uh, and then one more uh ahsoka versus vader and breaks a bit of the mask you see anakin's face with the vader's eye and then you get that brief moment of anakin and then it's still vader so good oh god and then ahsoka she's talking to obi-wan and she says tell anakin and obi-wan says 
I will. What? Tell him what? <laughs> um, mine, I don't. So I'm. Ter- I have a terrible memory, so I don't know where exactly they fall into, and I can't remember the name of the planet where um, Ahsoka ends up, or not. Um, not Ahsoka. Is it Ezra? When they're in like the dark side planet under the under the ground. Oh yes, the, like, um, the dark side temple in Twilight of the Apprentice. Yes, Ma- Malakor. Yeah. Malachor. Yeah, it's when they're on Malachor. Yeah, that's. I, I have a terrible. I really have the worst memory. But that, okay, they pick, like they picked the hardest names in Star Wars for really you to remember. Though, so. Exactly. So like that whole temple on like literally hiding under the crust of a planet. Like I loved everything about that entire like uh, all those seats, like all of it. That whole episode, and I don't know how many episodes it was that they were on there. Um. I loved all of that. And then I actually had the Ahsoka and Maul fight on mine as well. Cause it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And then I had one more, um, the, uh, the physical manifestations of the light and the dark side. I thought oh. was so cool for them to like say, yeah, by the way, this is kind of actually like, here you go. The creator, like the start of it all. Like I, I thought that was really cool for them to, put an image to the just this force that we know but you can't see so yeah and shout out to the loth wolves no other reason other than they are incredible yeah loth wolves loth cats yeah everything we'll just shout out with all yeah here, here. And and just to show some resist uh, some resistance love, like I love anything that has to do with Sonara San, San that pirate. Ah, uh, she just warmed her way into my heart, and I just, I, lo- I adore her. <laughs> Speaking of pirates, Hondo Anaka, how how long until you think Hondo shows up in in Bad Badge? Because I'm sure he'll he'll wiggle his way in some way or another. Yeah, it's a small profit. Yeah, I was hoping he would. Yeah. He could, uh, I was hoping he was going to show up in the episode where Cad Bane had put Omega into the cell, and maybe he had another bounty in there, and the bounty was Han Hondo, and then they would have helped each other escape. <laughs> like that would have been great. Um, but yeah, it would be interesting to see him pop up. What I, I've always been curious about this: how did you, how did you, on the panel with Dave Filoni, come about? Oh yeah, so that happened back in february 2018 i want to say and the reason that came about was i knew the season was going to end the series was going to end and so i had reached out and asked hey i know this is mainly for employees and uh like 501st numbers but is there any way that i can just like stand in the back of the theater when <laughs> when you guys have like a private screening and and they were like, yeah, sure. And do you want to interview Dave on the stage? And I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was only just asking if I could just be part of the audience. But yeah, <laughs> I will totally take up this opportunity. And and so uh, I just came up with a set of questions and they were kind enough to give me a tour of Lucasfilm in the process and 
it's just one of those memories I'll never forget. And being on that stage, I, I just after having seen Kanan die, I was like, okay, I guess it's time to interview Dave. <laughs> well, I have tears down my cheeks. So funny. And... Her, her first question was, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> Yeah, and it's I like that that whole experience was also just a blur. Like I don't even remember what I asked, so I had to go back and rewatch it. Um, but I, I'm I was happy and honored to have been part of it, and will forever be grateful for that opportunity. That's so cool. It's, that's that's <laughs> such awesome. a cool story. Yeah. Star Wars content creator have have just have a have a story like that in your back pocket. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, sorry, I should ask that at the beginning, but I, I just popped oh. back in my head. <laughs> um, so I guess what what would you guys like to see in the future of Star Wars animation? Like, is there any characters you would like to see have their own show? Other older shows rebooted or so on? I definitely want a Tar Vizsla series. Like, I, I just want everything Mandalore. You know, like a Bo-Katan, <laughs> young Bo-Katan, young Satine show. Uh, any anything Mandalore related? Just because I, I, I really want to learn the culture. Yeah, I actually had to mute Todd when she said that because he was screaming, "Yes!" <laughs> <laughs> it's my, it's what I, anything Mandalore. Like I said, Mandalore, Mandalorian culture. I think it's such a, it had a very robust history and legends, and they're obviously you know bringing more of it. We've gotten you know Night of a Thousand Tears and and Mandalore and the Mandalorian. Um, they're they're adding more and more to Mandalore and, and references to Mandalore, you know, Boba Fett calling the planet glass. Um, they keep hinting at, you know, why Mandalore is the way it is. And I would love to see that shown in, in a show in, in animation, I think would be really cool because, you know, you could do a live action and be over the top and lots of explosions and stuff like that. But I think you could get a really interesting Mandalorian culture, Mandalorian war focused show in animation and it would be beautiful. And yeah, give me, give me all of that. I would also want to see a follow up to rebels in animation. I know there's, you know, speculation that they might be doing it more in live action with, with Ahsoka and, and they've definitely picked up some of the beats that were, were left at the end of rebels with, um, episodes in the Mandalorian, but I would, I would love to see that story continue in animation just because I think it was such a beautiful show in animation. And I would like to see more of that and see more of that cast and everything about it. So that, that would, that would, that's my other bucket list is, is more rebels in, uh, in animation because I, I need more animated chopper too. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Mari? Anything you'd like to see? Um, definitely more Rebels. Like, I absolutely agree with that. I thought it would be neat to have a mini series that actually explains, and I know I'm a friggin' broken record here with Maul, but like, just to see his descent, because if, if people actually watch the show, The Clone Wars, you see that he's lost his mind when he is the, the Octomol. Like, you, it's just to, to watch him, like, how did he survive that fall? And then come to this junk planet and become this monster, essentially. And then he eventually evolves out of that. But like a mini series, even to to show people how that is a possibility. Um, that's something I would love to see. And then I I'm just so I'm so dark that I wanted I want the Night Sisters. Like that would be so cool just to have more of them. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're so underutilized too. They really I are. mean, we have, I would, you guys talk about it all the time with Halloween and everything. Yep. Please, Could you God, imagine give us uh, that comic? <laughs> well, or just some kind of special, like a Halloween special on yeah. Disney Plus that's like Tales from the Night Sisters or something like yes, that. And it's just yeah. dark, spooky Star Wars stories, yeah. like well, maybe from Mother Talzin or, or or old Docker or someone just telling these these dark, <sighs> creepy Star Wars stories. Like um, a Sash came to come to be with them and all that kind of stuff. Like a Star Wars version of Tales of the Crypt. Yeah, yes! exactly. Oh it's Mother Talzin. Oh my god. I haven't tapped into that is beyond like, me. I would like to be the goth host of this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Darth Mari, welcome to the Tales I'm of the I'm putting in my hat for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Marin exists from Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we definitely need more. Yeah. yeah. It's just such a cool, like, darker, spookier yeah element of star wars that uh, we, we we definitely need more it's yeah. it's it's underutilized and they're they deserve more <laughs> more, more night sisters yeah <laughs> um i'm gonna continue to be a broken record and say i really want a cloud riders animated series uh there are so many characters that would look so good in animation and we get more emphasis please agreed please give us that um, I want Sam Witwer to be in anything and everything that I consume, so I would like a Star Killer series of some sort, um, or just Sam Witwer sitting in front of a fireplace drinking a nice scotch quietly. <laughs> I'll take that too. Maybe sprinkle in a little Kenobi in there every now and then. <laughs> yeah. I'd love that. I can tell you how times I've watched that YouTube video, and then the after that video came out of him doing the behind the scenes with Dave, and he yells the Kenobi. He tweeted, I hope you love this because I hurt myself for you. (laughs) Just knowing that he put all of his self into that one scene. Dude's dude's my hero. That's that's my star. That's my celebrity Star Wars story is he liked my (laughs) picture of the statue that I I tagged him in. And I was I like I screenshot it. I was like, like, (laughs) (laughs) I bet the statue is killer. He's still right here. I, I my case, my case for him actually come should be done by the end of this month. Oh, nice! nice. You did get a custom one for him. Oh, so, yeah, I did. Marie, I... uh, it's it's the Mythos Darth Maul, uh, absolutely enormous yes. beauty yes. of piece, but gorgeous because yeah. it's so big. There's no case. There's no case. Yeah, so she had to get a, a custom case. So we know somebody who makes custom like comic show comic display cases and i i just messaged him and i was like hey would you possibly want to do this and he was like absolutely what do you want and so like (laughs) he's he's getting it i'm getting it lit and all that kind of stuff and then when my hot toys come in they're going on top of it like i'm so stoked for this (laughs) if you want to see some of tim's work it's nerdstalgia yeah on facebook instagram and i think just facebook and instagram yeah i don't think Um, he's on anything else but they make some really cool stuff, uh, primarily comic book uh, storage. Yeah. But his stuff is awesome. It's it's and, wood. It's mostly woodwork, so like mm-hmm. wood furniture. So yeah. Great dude too. Uh, I've partied with him many a times at Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a nice guy. <laughs> um, so to wrap up our animation talk, bad. Let's let's we start with Bad Batch. Let's end with Bad Batch. Bad Batch season two. Without even getting done with season one, what? What would you like to see in Bad Batch season two or the rest of season one? (laughs) (laughs) 
I guess I'll go. I'll go first. So I would like to see more character development of the Bad Batch. I think we've we've started to get a little bit more of it, but sort of more of what makes them tick and them sort of figuring out their element. You see it a little bit, I think, in in today's episode where they're like, hey, we're on a mission for Sid. So they're they're definitely getting more into that mercenary running jobs kind of thing. But I'd like to see more of of their own individual personalities and less of the the clone in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, come through because I think that's where clones really shine in in Star Wars animation is when you see more of their personality uh, come through it and and what makes them an individual rather than part of this giant uh, thing with with the entire clone army. So more of that. If my boy Boba shows up at any point, I'll probably pass out and die. Um, not even exaggerating. Like I've I've done it many times. Whenever Boba's shown up, I like well jump around and scream and and cry and i get really excited so if he shows up i'll get really excited uh as far as season two goes i think just more of them doing their thing more more omega more world building see some new stuff i think it's really cool that they've brought in some familiar stuff but i'd like to see all new characters all new environments and i think the further we get from clone wars the more we'll see more of that It'd be cool to see them tie Kanan back in. Just continue to build on that that past that they have that we find later in Rebels. I know in some of the books, like New Dawn, you've got Kanan and Hera. I'm not sure because I haven't read it, but I don't know if that's the first time they've met is in that book. Okay, so it'd be interesting if maybe you have their paths cross again at some point. And, yeah. and not step on the book's toes at all, which I know is kind of a they they go back and forth. I think even some of the stuff with with Lords of the Sith might be up for question now after uh, today's episode. So I, I would love to see more of of Kanan and and uh, Hera sort of uh, meeting when they're younger. I think that would be really fun and just see more of that relationship that we see in Rebels. You know, as a joke, when Kanan was first introduced, I was call I started calling him Kanan. And it has ruined my entire life because now every single time I see him or think of him, I think Kanan. <laughs> my brother says the same thing. And then sometimes I read it Kanan. So. Yeah, it's ruined me. I'm about to go. My twin sister's here. I'm going to go ask her. Like, I'm going to find it. And I'm going to be like, how do you think this is said? <laughs> and I don't know why, but in my head, I've always heard it as Kanan. <laughs> All right, I think that's going to, we can talk this, we can do this for hours, but I think that's going to wrap it up for the episode. Super shout out to uh, Jenna Marie for joining us. Where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, so listeners can find me on Twitter with the handle at Eyes, And they can also listen to me and my mom talk about Star Wars animated shows on the Geeky Bubble podcast. And I also write for dorksideoftheforce.com if you're interested in reading some of my articles and thoughts from time to time <laughs> we are very thankful that you came on this thank evening. you thank you and hopefully you come back <laughs> yeah for sure this was fun thank you <laughs> always always a pleasure to have yonda talk star wars animation i know you're you know the first time i ever uh was introduced to you was through star wars animation on twitter so it's uh if, if you if you want more definitely head over to twitter and you got such great deep dives and analyses of of star wars animation and and 
tidbits like that. So I'm glad. I'm glad I spend my my free time doing it, and so I'm glad it pays off in some way. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm on Twitter is for Star Wars stuff. So now I have to go follow you, so that way anytime I have a question or something, I'll just like go through your timeline. <laughs> Uh, speaking of social media, if you guys are using any, literally any platform, the Black Squadron podcast is on it. So give us a follow. We're con- Todd and I are we basically live on the internet. So uh, if you uh, want to talk Star Wars, we're here. <laughs> so check us uh, check us out. And again, leave us a review if you are listening to this on the platform that allows you to do that. Um, and until next time, remember the Force will be with you always. <laughs> <laughs>